Hello, Vision Masters. This is Rob Kramars, Robert Stephen Kramars of Intelliversity. And I'm going to give you a uh, recap of a presentation I gave in front of Robo Business a couple of weeks ago. And it's called Betting on the Jockey. Betting on the Jockey, the fast track to funding. Uh, anybody that was there remember, no one got up to leave while I spoke, 18, 20 minute long, TED Talk type talk. So I know this message resonated. Starting a business, a surfer's trying to catch a wave. The wave is the trend that you're trying to catch. And then, this happens. It happens to all of us. So you got to try again. The fact is that of companies that are funded, only 10% ever succeed. So that means we've got to find big deals to cover for all of the little, all the other deals that don't succeed. We can only bet on long shots. Now, that's a broken system. Imagine going to a racetrack and you're only allowed to bet on 10 to 1 shots or, or longer. Well, you be, you're going to wait a long time to find exactly the right bets. And, and, and what's really broken about it is that all the other bets, all the other companies that are maybe not billion dollar prospects are not getting funded. And this is just wrong. It's, it's wrong for society. It's wrong for me. And it's wrong for you because you have to waste months and years of your time finding the capital you need. And you don't have that time. Yet if you go about it the old way, the chances are only about 5% of you will ever raise any capital at all. This is not acceptable to me and we're going to go on now and show you how we and how you can break through this bottleneck and get your capital fast. Your funding sources say you got to have revenue, lots of revenue, before we give you the money. But you know that you got to have some money before you reach that, that revenue goal. So now you're in a trap, you're in a catch-22. It's a problem. So let me talk to you as an engineer to engineer. When you're designing something, whether it's a business, when you're designing a product, and a problem comes up that seems insoluble, do you ever allow that problem to persist more than a day or two? No. You find a new approach. That's what vision masters do. That's what engineers do. I'm asking you to look at this diagram and say to yourself, no, I will not tolerate this problem. I will not allow a catch-22 to exist in my life more than one day. So we're not going to allow the gambling mentality to rule our lives. Now here's a couple of guys that I actually dealt with earlier in my career and uh, I got a call from Bill Gates who I knew and uh, not friends but we knew each other from hanging around the computer conferences and he said come on up to um, Rob, come up to Seattle, let's have a talk. We have an opportunity for you. And they suggested we'd like to ask you to be our director of sales for North America thought about it for a few minutes and declined. The guy who did take the job went on to become the CEO of Microsoft and he's now worth 49 billion dollars and I'm not worth 49 billion dollars. But I did learn something from that experience. And one thing I learned was like, like the old saying, uh, the, optimist, the, the, the pessimist goes into a room and sees a, a, sees a pony and says, oh, that's just a bunch of horseshit. 
And the optimist goes into the other room, sees a, sees a bunch of horse shit, and says, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. So what I'm asking you to do is take a serious look at the other road, the road less traveled. It's the road that's going to reach capital quickly, but you're going to have to do something differently. And the problem is that you're dealing with is something unique to our era. And the problem you're dealing with that's unique to our era is that technology change is going so fast that it's now outstripped our ability to stay up with it. The, the futurists say we've got to learn faster and learn to govern our ventures smarter in order to keep up with the technology change. Well, the same thing applies to raising capital. And the problem uh, comes up this way. If you look at the blue line here, that is the amount of time over which we can see the future. There was a time when we could see the future maybe 5, 10, 20 years ahead, accurately. At present time, that, that point of opaqueness has moved closer than five years. But the other line shows you how much time it takes to exit, and that keeps getting longer. The average is now nine years. So if, if you have to assume you're going to exit in nine years, but you can only see the future three to five years out, then you have no way to predict whether an exit's possible. It's a gamble, just like we saw before. And that's the situation investors are finding themselves in, is that every deal is a gamble. It doesn't matter how well you present yourself. It doesn't matter how well you talk about the facts. There's no facts in your business plan or your pitch deck that can possibly predict the future nine years from now. So this puts you in a position of betting on horses. So put yourself in this position. You got a bunch of horses and you got a, a bunch of jockeys and you're trying to bet which horse is going to make it to the finish line first. If you go on the basis of the horse's statistics, where the track is changing every day and the food is changing every day and the other horses are changing every day, there's no way you can predict which horse is going to make it to the end line first. But if you bet on the jockey, and this is more important as the problems surrounding the horses get larger and faster all the time, then you've got to bet on the jockey. And that's what we're going to teach you how to do. Now, you're not the better. You're the betty. You're the jockey. So you've got to be the jockey that the investor would bet on. Imagine you're in this situation. You're the investor, you're sitting on the shore, you've been given 10 boats to bet on. Only one can get to its destination. The chosen destination is Calcutta. And out there in the wide open ocean are typhoons, monster waves, pirates, uh, shipwrecks, enemy navies, and uh, sea monsters. Which boat's going to make it? Do you bet on the boat that has the best keel or the best navigation equipment? What's the best way to predict which boat's going to make it? Well, if you think like an investor, you say to yourself, no boats will make it. They'll all crash and burn. But one will recover from the crash, rebuild the boat, and go on further. Maybe crash a second time, rebuild, and go on to, go on to, to get to Calcutta. So how do you know which boat's going to do it? What do you bet on? I think you got the answer already. You bet on the vision master. You bet on the captain. And that's ever more important today. Here's a guy that was, that did become a vision master, but the first time around, it was a washout. Brilliant, persistent, but a washout. The first time he's tried to start a company. Right? And then he went and learned his lesson with a few more companies and came back to Apple, a triumph. What did he do different? What changed over that time? I maintain that Steve learned to hire, 
trust and delegate to an execution master. Steve's the vision master, Tim Cook's the execution master. No one will deny that. Everybody who knows them knows that's how the dynamic works. Steve had the long look, the long view, and Tim Cook managed the company on a week-to-month to quarter basis. Now, that worked. What, team, what Steve Jobs developed in the time away was the ability to select, trust, and delegate to his execution master and the team that they surrounded themselves with. Here's another one, Melanie Perkins. Now, Melanie is the founder, now billionaire, of Canva, which is based in um, Australia. Visionary in every respect and a master at running the business. And what's the key to Melanie's success in running the business that's making it so successful? She has learned that being a vision master means surrounding herself with execution masters. People who do the day-to-day -day and the month-to-month -month with greater clarity and precision than she does, than she wants to. But what I like to do is hold up the two faces of Elon Musk to you and say, here's the in one face, we have the vision master, Elon Musk. In the other case, we have the visionary, Elon Musk. Why? How does, this, how does one person manage to manifest two different personalities? Well, I don't have the answer to that, but I can show you one. The, this woman, this is Gwen Shotwell, actually runs SpaceX. Not Elon. He's an engineer there. The chief engineer. The chief visionary. But she runs the company day to day. And he, he selected her trusts her, and delegates to her. So you end up with this. Now, I know this is, a, um, this is, a, uh, this is not a, a real photograph, but it does illustrate the kind of relationship that the vision master has to have with the with execution master. Now, a lot of it has to do in the vision, with being a vision master, has to do with balance. Because when you think about it, delegating to and trusting an execution master is really a, a, a matter of balance. You can't give everything to the execution master. You just have to know how much to give and how much to keep. The same thing goes, you see, it's a balance. Delegation and take on yourself. And the same thing is true for, am I a thinker or am I a doer? Some of your time is spent thinking, and some of your time is spent in action, even as a vision master. Too much of one or too much of the other is not going to work. So as a master, you learn to balance the two. Now here's a couple of guys, it's a, clearly a vision master, execution master combination. If you don't recognize them, you have Tesla on one side and you have Edison on the other side. And clearly Edison was the execution master, the guy that surrounded himself with brilliant inventors and, if you will, developed their ideas into the marketplace, took their ideas into the marketplace. He had the ability to select, motivate, delegate to, and trust his inventors. He was also a great inventor himself, but more than that, he was an execution master. Next. And some of you may hold it this way, that now that you've read the story, that Edison was the devil and, uh, and Tesla was the, uh, the angel, but really that's not the case. Really the case is that the two work together hand in hand, vision master and execution master, to make the future real. And this is the future, the electrical age that we now live in today because of these two guys. So look, you can either be alone on your little boat, looking at the future, you're the visionary, or you can be the, uh, the vision master, pulling your team along with you, always showing the way, trusting and delegating, and allowing your team to do their job. Next. So when you go, and let's go back to what it's like going in to see an investor. So you go into an investor, now that you have this point of view, and you're asking the investor to, to bet on, well, on the two of you, you see, the jockey and the horse. Now, if you're smart, 
if you're really a vision master, you've developed yourself into one, and now you ask the investor to bet on you, the jockey. The problem is that he doesn't know how to do that. The problem you have is you have to show him how to do that. Because if you don't show him, he's going to bet on the horse. That's all he knows how to do. Your job is to be as attractive as you can as the jockey. And the question is, how? You've got to provide a lens. You've got to give a lens for the investor to look at you through so that he or she can see you clearly as the beautiful, the powerful leader that you really are, the effective vision master that you really are, and not in some biased way as whatever they think you are. And I'll get to that in a second. Because as soon as you allow them to see you through their, their lens and not your lens, they'll go back to betting on the horse. And the reason is, is because they are driven by bias, like all of us, by biases. They see you in whatever way that, they, that, that they're already trained to see you. You have to take them away from their biases and give them a lens to see you through accurately as a vision master. And that's going to turn the trick. But of course, how do you do that? And the answer is, it's largely done through telling stories. Well, a story is like an image. It's like presenting your audience, your investor, with an image of who you really are. And this is what, this is what happens when you tell the story of your life. I don't mean the whole life, but you tell, you tell a few select stories that illustrate the key events in your life that made you into the vision master you are. Now, if you remember from earlier, I gave you two stories. One was about my experience with Bill Gates, and one was about uh, betting on some boats, right? I'm going to bet you that those are the stories you're going to remember tomorrow. And the rest of the detail will be kind of fuzzy. But those stories you'll remember because stories are unforgettable. They're, they're, they're the way that we transmit knowledge most effectively. And the knowledge you're trying to transmit most effectively is your balance. You're a vision master. You have to balance expertise and you have to balance your your coachability with your expertise. When you tell the right stories, your investor will get in their gut that you are a vision master they can trust, that they can count on. Now there are, I've counted them, nine specific techniques you can do and use to pitch to win, which means to uh, make sure that the investor sees you as a vision master, sees you through the glass the way you want to be seen. I'm not going to go through these in detail. We've talked about a few of them so far. But these, can, these will be found in much greater detail and in clear examples in our program, Fast Track to Funding, which you can get separately. Bottom line, if you want to be a vision master, you have to learn to play on a team, like the quarterback. And so you've got to play the role of the quarterback, and therefore you've got to surround yourself with the right team, and you've got to trust them. That's the most important attribute of a vision master. By the way, not the only aspect of a vision master, but the most important. We're the coach that we want, that you want to guide you in the development of the presentation of you as a vision master. The question is, taking who you are, can you present yourself as a vision master? Can you tell the right stories that present you as a vision master? Then you'll be, then you'll be able to ride the wave. You see, it's still you, but you're learning to ride the wave properly. And we're the coach, we're the mentor that's going to stand by you. And different, different than a coach, not whereas most coaches just point out, you should do that or you should ride that wave or there's a winner. We ride with you. 
the whole way. It's a lifelong partnership. And somewhere or the other, we'll be doing this together for the rest of our lives. We, we must, if we're going to fulfill our vision, ride with you. Make sure you succeed. And that means succeed first in getting the capital quickly, and then secondly, executing on that capital when you get it. And by the way, there's a third factor which we'll talk about in fast track to funding, which is make sure you don't have to give away the company when you get the capital, which is very important to have the right valuation. So the company has to be perceived as worth what you think it's worth, which is a lot, it's very much the same as telling stories. And we'll get to that some other time. Go to the next one. Um, the end result is you keep the bulk of your company's assets, equity. You get the right capital. You're t you get it quickly because you're on time. The wave is still there, and this is the result. You know, you're, you're, you're breaking through, and you're having fun at the same time, and it's glory day in surf time. It's your business successful on the wave that you chose to ride. I want to be there with you. Next one. And if we do that together, we can build anything. Now, this particular, this particular object that you're viewing here is already built. So we're part of a, together, we're part of a movement a movement to enable entrepreneurs, innovators, to move away from just being visionaries to being vision masters. If this is a worldwide movement, we're going to change the world in a positive way, quickly, and we'll move forward to the next level, which is shown here, and on from there, anything is possible. This is Robert Stephen Kramars of Intelliversity. Thank you, Vision Master.